there's, there's nothing that should be holding you back. I mean, we always want things to work out and succeed and progress. Um, but sometimes, yeah, we don't win every client. We don't, you know, not everybody's going to like what you do. Um, or how you approach things, but that's okay. That's just going to continue to make you stronger. And it's going to be that learning curve to continue to grow in what you're doing. So um, never give up ever, ever, ever. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I'm sharing a wonderful conversation with Stephanie Dumont of Street Dog Marketing. After years spent working for corporate marketing agencies, Stephanie called it quits in 2018. She spent a few months wandering the streets of Toronto with her camera, approaching and photographing pets and their people. Through that experience, she got to know so many inspiring people, made connections in the rescue community, and came up with the idea for street dog marketing. I asked Stephanie what sets the pet industry apart from marketing other products and services. She told me that it's all about the emotional connection and provided some examples of how you can tap into emotional messages to reach your target customer. If this episode resonates with you and you'd like to network and connect with other like-minded women in the pet industry, the Wear Wag Repeat Society is now open for new members for a limited time. In this membership community, we have a new digital marketing theme each month, virtual co-working, Q&As, and more, all at a very low monthly rate. Membership only opens a few times a year, so learn more and become a member today at wearwagrepeat.com slash society. Stephanie Dumont and her dog Luna founded Street Dog Marketing to fill an unmet need. Street Dog has brought something unique to Canada, a marketing agency focused on pet-based businesses. Stephanie's passion for pets and their role in people's lives drove her to build a company dedicated to seeing pet businesses thrive. Before Street Dog, pet-based businesses were being served by agencies that didn't really understand the unique landscape of the Canadian pet market. And Stephanie is aiming to change that. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be part of your podcast. I'm excited to have you on here. I, I mentioned before we hit record that there are quite a few Canadians in the Wear, Wag, Repeat universe. Um, so I think it will be really great to get this perspective. I think that um, being an American, I was just kind of figured, hey, we're all kind of up here together. <laughs> but in the marketing landscape, and especially in social media, and and maybe in the pet world, too, you'll have to tell me, um, there are some differences. Um, so so why don't it, before we get into all of that, if you want, kind of want to take us back and and tell us a little bit about the evolution of street dog marketing and what really inspired you to start this. 
Yeah, I get very excited and enthused when, you know, I have, you know, discovery calls with uh, business owners and they ask, you know, how Street Dog came about. And um, it's kind of a cool story. Obviously, the, the way that I named the business always gets, you know, brought up in conversations. So, I guess back in, you know, my former life, I worked for a very large uh, Canadian media company. I was there for about 10 years. And obviously working for, you know, large companies, there's always that opportunity for, you know, layoffs and, and you know, mass exits. And I was part of it uh, on several occasions. And I was always asked to come back. And, you know, I continue to do that. And, you know, over, over the time that, uh, you know, I kept going back, there was always this kind of pull back to, you know, is this really where I want my career to kind of continue working for people and, you know, being told what to do and all of that stuff. So um, the, the final time that I was asked back, which was the third time, um, I walked through and I said, you know what, if this, you know, layoff happens, you know, again to me, it, it'll be the last time. I'll I'll figure out something at that point. And it did in uh, June 2018. Um, it happened again. And, um, you know, I, I walked out loud and proud and um, really happy with the accomplishments that I had done at that time. And, um, you know, I walked out and uh, I went home, hugged the dog, my, my Luna. And, um, you know, I said, everything's going to be okay. I grabbed my camera um, and, you know, I started kind of a little passion project over that summer of 2018, where, um, I started walking the streets of Toronto, um, with my camera bag. Um, and I just randomly asked pet parents out with their dogs, if I can photograph them. And, um, an inspiration behind that obviously is the dogist, um, who is really obviously big in the social world. Um, but I kind of wanted to do my own, um, opportunity to, you know, network and, and meet some like-minded individuals in the city. So, um, I, I don't know how many dogs I photographed that summer and, um, you know, every time I'd come home, I would think, you know, something's got to come out of this. Like, is this could, could you know, a, a business potentially be on the horizon. And, uh, you know, all of the experience that I've kind of gained over my working career, I went to school for marketing. Um, I am an avid pet photographer. I did a lot of volunteer work with local shelters to help, uh, you know, photograph the dogs that are ready for adoption. Um, so I kind of thought I loved social media and I said, you know what, like, let's do some research to see if there's any agencies that are kind of specific in the industry because, you know, if people know me on a personal level, my dog Luna is my entire world. And, you know, pet products for me is a very big part of my life and, you know, researching what, you know, is good for her. Um, so I kind of put all of these ideas together over, you know, the couple of months. And there really wasn't an agency that was such a specific niche in the industry. Um, and I kind of just went for it. And I've never ran a business. I've never thought of being a business owner. Um, and I didn't necessarily think too much into it. I said, I'm just going to take the leap and whatever happens, I'm okay with it. And I learned from the ground up. I started the business. I, you know, cold called every business I, you know, purchased from in the past 
And, you know, I didn't have a business name at the time. It was just network, network, network. And I came up with Street Dog because that summer I spent, you know, my time walking the streets and photographing dogs. So Street Dog for me just kind of made sense. And um, it was kind of that inspo behind the name. So um, three years later, um, the agency kind of is where it is now. And um, we've been well received within the Canadian pet community. And obviously, we're expanding into the U.S. market slow and steadily. Um, but that's pretty much like a very high level of where we are. There's a team of six of us now, and uh, we're all pet mothers. Uh, we have all sorts of animals, dogs, cats, horses, goats, chickens. Um, and yeah, we're all super passionate about the industry and pet products and services. And um, people, obviously, business owners uh, really see it in the work that, that we're doing. So that's that's a very high level of street dog marketing. <laughs> well, I love that story. And I think there's so many like little things that are so relatable in that story, you know, getting out of the corporate world of something mm-hmm. that was like maybe not fulfilling you on every level. And then just going out into the street and taking photos of dogs. And I love how you mentioned that you were kind of inspired by um, the dogist a little bit. But I think it's so interesting that you, because since I kind of have like an influencer background, I would have been like, oh, I'm going to start my own blog and do this and that. And you kind of went the other way. Um, And so that was really interesting. What, What did you do with all of those photos that you took? So I had originally created a social channel. Um, I did have a website that housed all of the, you know, photographs that I had taken. And, uh, you know, I, I did do, you know, some kind of photo sessions with those pet parents. You know, they loved the result that kind of came out of it. Um, and, yeah, I, I did kind of get a lot, a lot of connections, essentially. Uh, so I tried to build a, a community of pet owners um, through that social channel before the evolution of Street Dog. Um, and it's still there. Um, it's, people still will reach out to say, you know, are you still doing photography? And um, I, I, I made a lot of connections. I, I met a lot of really amazing pet parents um, in the Toronto area. And that's kind of where it stood. It didn't necessarily get into anything, you know, of, of, a, of a mass quantity at that time. But, um, you know, I, I made a lot of connections in the, the shelter community in the city. And, you know, they still call me from time to time to, to come in and, and take some photos. And obviously, I'll, I'll drop everything to assist. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of where it, it kind of ended, I guess. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it didn't really end. It's like an ongoing living thing. It's part of your sure. story. And I For think sure. that, you know, after, I guess, well, not, it's not even after, but in the midst of this ongoing pandemic, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that that's kind of what we're missing is just like walking out on the street, going up to strangers, meeting their dogs, forming connections, you know, it's been so hard to do that. So that just sounds lovely now <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> it. It was, and it, it was nice to, you know, talk to all of these pet parents and learn their story of the relationship that they have with their dog. And I don't know, it was just, it was really inspiring. It was super heartwarming. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, could be from a breeder or a a shelter or, you know, in a really bad situation, but just to learn about, 
you know, the evolution of their relationship, um, I felt was, it was just very heartwarming. It was super inspiring. Yeah. Well, and that's what, that's what it's all about. You know, that's why we do what we do is because of, mm-hmm. of the pets and the people who love them. That's right. Um, so kind of moving on in your kind of timeline of starting the business and, and growing out to like six team members and clients and all this stuff. If you could go back to mm. Stephanie in 2019 or so, what would you tell her? Like, what is something you wish you knew when you first started this agency? Uh, I'm stronger than I thought um, I would be. And, you know, if you obviously know me on a personal level, I have obviously grown and, um, you know, advanced in the communication I have with, with people due to the nature of my business. But um, I was I wasn't never really a social uh, being um, as some, you know, are. And, you know, as soon as kind of the business side of things kind of came into play, I always knew that networking for me was important, whether I was comfortable or not. More often than not, I was pretty uncomfortable. Um, But there was some type of confidence that came out and I don't necessarily know where it came from. Um, But, you know, in order to really kind of get to where you see yourself, whatever that place is, um, you know, just the, the strength that I um, had at that time, I didn't necessarily know, um, you know, there's lots of fear of the unknown and, you know, starting a business and failing, you know, there's so many businesses that within the the first three years, it's, it, they just don't survive. And, you know, each year that passed every month that passed within that first year, I was, you know, you know, so excited for a new client or somebody emailing, uh, wanting more information on the agency. And, you know, there was lots of opportunity for me to, to reach out and, and, you know, in hopes that somebody would be interested in working with us. And, and now it's at the time, you know, three years later where, you know, each week we're getting five, 10 inquiries to have discovery calls with the agency to learn more about what we do. So I would, I would say, um, you know, you're, you're stronger than you may think you are. Ella, and it's like, it's, a, it's within you. You just have to kind of unleash the strength. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, the opportunities are endless for growth. And, you know, if, if there's whatever, whatever, you know, your dream is, if it is running a business or whatever that kind of dream you're creating in your mind there's, there's nothing that should be holding you back. I mean, we always want things to work out and succeed and progress. Um, but sometimes, yeah, we don't win every client. We don't, you know, not everybody's going to like what you do, um, or how you approach things, but that's okay. That's just going to continue to make you stronger. And it's going to be that like learning curve to continue to grow in what you're doing. So, um, never give up. Ever, ever, ever. If this episode resonates with you and you'd like to network and connect with other like-minded women in the pet industry, the Wear Wag Repeat Society is now open for new members for a limited time. In this membership community, we have a new digital marketing theme each month 
virtual co-working, Q&As, and more, all at a very low monthly rate. Membership only opens a few times a year. So learn more and become a member today at wherewagrepeat.com slash society. So, so in, in your process of never giving up and, and pitching and getting hired and not getting hired and all this stuff, you've kind of figured out maybe, you know, what, what it takes to kind of stand apart in the pet industry or, or what makes marketing effective in the pet industry mm-hmm. versus other things. So, so what are some of, what are some of the ways that you provide that to your clients? Like what, what is different about marketing in the pet industry in Canada versus, you know, the beer industry or, or anything else? Yeah. And that's a really good question. And it's a really easy one to answer because, um, you know, it's such, it's such an emotional industry and it's so unique and one of a kind that, um, everything that comes out of it, um, is special and it, it is an easy answer, but it's also a hard one to decipher and kind of explain to people that aren't necessarily in the industry. There's so many business owners that are so passionate about what they do and, you know, their business idea or, you know, the pets that they have at home that you really do right off the bat with any conversation, just like with you, like in this conversation, you definitely feel the passion with pet owners. And, you know, the agency obviously was built, um, you know, with understanding the human animal bond and how important it is for, you know, the community and the pet industry. So for the team that we've built, we're all pet owners and we're all pet lovers. So to to work in the industry, in the nature of the business we are running, I think it's kind of irrelevant if we weren't pet owners. Um, because we live, we eat, we breathe, we sleep pets and, you know, we're part of it on the pet parent level, but we're also, you know, on the agency side. So when we have a business come to us, they're kind of getting a bonus with our conversations and our feedback, our plans, our, our strategies, where you're getting the agency feedback as you would with the thousands of agencies that exist, but you're also getting, you know, the feedback on the personal side of it, on being a pet owner and your target consumer and, you know, how we feel essentially on that pet product or service or that idea. So um, that seems to, to really, um, you know, jive well, and it's really um, appreciated across, you know, the business owner side when they have those conversations with us. Um, so, yeah, so, so you're kind of getting, um, you know, two sides of it, which is great. Yeah. I love it. I have to say, and, and people who listen to this show regularly know everything I do, I seek out other dog moms and and pet lovers because you're right. Like we just get it. And no matter what it is that you're working on, whether it's email marketing or designing a product or, you know, training dogs, whatever it is, when you're dealing with people who like really get dogs and are on the same wavelength, it's just like, you're, it's, you're not starting from zero. You're starting from like one level up. <laughs> you just kind of like get each other. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've had people, we, we have, I, I have worked and have had people on the team that aren't, aren't a pet owner when I first started. And 
the difference between having one of our content writers, for example, write a piece for a client versus that person that wasn't in the world of, of living with a pet, you can really feel the difference and you can feel there's something that's different. Um, and it can't really pinpoint what it is. Um, but when you're living it, it's, it's so easy to talk, to write, to, to express the feelings when you're, when you're living in the pet parent world. Yeah. That's so fascinating. You know, people who don't have pets, they're just missing out. (laughs) Uh, For sure. Like that, I would never argue with. I, 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 never lived my life, uh, without a dog. Um, and I can't ever imagine my life without one. Yeah. It's just something that's an added bonus in every minute of, of the life we live. So there's that. (laughs) So if you, if you don't mind me, um, sorry, if you can hear Bert lying down in the background, but if you don't mind me putting you on the spot with a marketing question. So we, you were saying, you know, the emotional connection is so important that, you know, the pet industry is so emotional because people have this amazing bond. You know, your pet is not just, you know, not like it used to be 50 years ago, like a piece of property. It's a, you know, a family member. Now you Mm -hmm. love them as much or more than your own family. That's right. And so it's very important to tap into that emotional side of things. But if someone is selling like dog bandanas or dog treats or some kind of product like that, where, they're, you know, these are the ingredients or these are the materials. This is the measurement. How do they turn that into kind of an emotional message to appeal to their customers? Yeah. And, and it's a great question. And I mean, there, there's several ways that, that businesses can approach it. I mean, in, in the pet industry, dog treats, pet food, um, dog bandanas, they're, they're hot commodities. I mean, people, not people, I'm going to say pet parents. I mean, there's no limitation to what we're going to spend our money on. Um, they're part of the family. They aren't for me, a dog. They, that is Luna. She is my daughter. Um, and there's like no holds bar when it comes to the purchase of a product. When you're looking at the marketing side of, you know, those kind of pieces to kind of decipher the emotional side of it, there's, there's a lot of things things that come into play, you know, um, the health and wellness side of, um, owning a pet, um, continues to evolve, obviously due to COVID there's lots of new parents that have come into play that don't necessarily know anything as far as owning a pet. And they're kind of learning the ropes, um, along the ways. So in order to kind of gain that emotional attachment to a specific product or service, uh, there has to be some type of connection, um, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, the health side, the benefits of, you know, particular treats, how, um, you know, it's going to affect their particular dog. So when we have a new client come on board, you know, talking about the emotional piece of it, we have, you know, brainstorm sessions with those particular clients. Um, and we really kind of hash out different ideas uh, so that there's multiple individuals kind of giving their feedback on ways in which we can kind of, you know, elaborate on kind of bringing forward that emotional connection to that particular product. Why would I want to purchase it? How is it going to benefit, you know, my dog or cat or whatever animal, you know, that, that 
you know, business is, is geared towards. So, you know, I think kind of having those collaborative sessions to make sure that everybody's, you know, really kind of giving their um, opportunity to maybe, you know, on a, on a personal side of it, you know, why would this particular product benefit me? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so different. I mean, we work with so, so many, such a wide variety of businesses, you know, from vets to, you know, dog trainers to pet food and treats and apparel. And I mean, those emotional connections are all very different and you just kind of have to take the time to really dig and research and, and put your heads together in order to find out what that is. Yeah. Just brainstorm, ask a million questions, That's right. do surveys. If it's safe, go up to people on the streets. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I mean, th- th- that's that's exactly what it is. And and having those conversations with, you know, potential consumers and current consumers and figure out what they're looking for, what, you know, what what do they want? Um, and it's it's really all it it does come down to, you know, questions and networking. And networking is always the word that I'll use because it's super important and any industry, not just the pet industry, but it's uh, networking and, and ask questions. It's there's there's you can't there's nothing bad that can come out of networking and, and asking questions. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like you said earlier, you know, don't be afraid, don't be scared because I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Someone just says they don't have time to talk to you or something like that. That's right, and then you move on. Yeah. So, okay. So we can't end this conversation without talking about Luna. Um, I know she's the inspiration behind everything that you do um, and everything at Street Dog. So tell us about how Miss Luna came into your life. So Miss Little Luna um, is, I do want to put it on record that I have not met a Luna older than mine. Um, so I do consider her first Luna. We're just going to say it right now. She is the OG. Uh, (laughs) she's 11 years young. Um, she just actually went through, um, and is a cancer survivor, um, as of June 23rd of 2021. Um, so she's strong. She's up six pounds. Um, I've had her from a tiny wee puppy and, um, you know, every year that goes by, um, you know, we obviously celebrate her birthday in a massive style and, you know, we order cakes and gifts and she sees her, you know, pals at the dog park and I do a photo shoot every year. Um, and she, and Luna is, you know, she's precious. And I will, if I had two days to talk to you about her, I think that would never be enough. Um, there's such an emotional connection that I have with her that, you know, I don't think anybody will understand in however long I have the opportunity to have her in my life. I'm super lucky. Um, Every year that goes by that I get to celebrate her birthday is kind of one of those bittersweet opportunities where you're so happy to have her for, you know, this additional time. But then you're also sad because, you know, their lives are so short and you want to make sure that you're really, I I mean, there's no other word than spoil. I mean, for me, uh, you know, business aside, there's no limitations to what I purchase um, or what I do for my dog. I mean, we have strollers, we have, you know, um, everything that you can imagine in the industry that has been created as a product or service. 
I'm telling you, we've bought it or we've used it. Um, <laughs> and this is not even on the street dogs agency side. I, I will have purchased it. If it's something that's going to come out, I will purchase it. It's just, it's the life we live. And, um, you know, she wears the pants. If that's something that we could say, um, in my relationship with her, whatever she needs, whatever she wants, uh, no holds bar. Um, so yeah, she's, she's a, a great inspiration. And, you know, I remember uh, back working for businesses and not running my own. I remember very funny stories where I would miss my bus, um, because I would spend so much time, you know, trying to say goodbye to her to go to work, um, that, you know, many times I, I just would be late. Um, and you know, there's no real excuse to, to tell, you know, those, those businesses, but it was, that was what happened. And more often than not, I, I did miss my bus in the morning because I wanted that extra second to spend with her. And now, you know, having street dog, she's by my side every day and, um, she's part of all my calls. Um, you know, it's, it's just a, a lovely world to be a pet parent. And I mean, I'm so honored that, you know, she chose me and, and, you know, people always say that, you know, they're, they have the best dog and it's a quote that nobody is wrong. None Mm -hmm. of them are wrong. And it is so true. Um, but there's something very special about Luna and, um, I'm really lucky to have her and, um, she's, she's, she's just a gem. Yeah. I can feel the connection that you guys have. It's really wonderful. Uh, does Luna have a favorite food or activity? So, um, activity for Luna. So she, at her age, not even just being 11, Luna is a Boston Terrier pug. So she is a bug, um, in a very (laughs) good split between those two breeds. So Luna loves, um, you know, the zoomies from time to time, even at her age, she's got the Boston that comes out with that energetic side, the pug side, obviously, um, never ending wanting treats and, you know, something to eat. Um, so her favorite, um, thing to do with us is, uh, every week, um, we do adventure walks together. So, uh, with her cancer scare, she was obviously on a lot of rest for the last couple of months. Um, but we will spend the weekends, um, with her dog stroller. I take her out running. Um, they end up being, you know, two, three hours where we pack our stroller with, you know, food, treats, cooling blankets, fans for her to not overheat. And, we have picnics together and it's just something that, you know, as soon as I get that stroller out, she's ready to, to rock. So that's probably her number one favorite uh, thing to do. Secondly would be spending time with her friends at the dog park. Well, it sounds like she lives a wonderful life and you guys do so many fun things together. Um, tell everyone where, where can they learn more about street dog and you maybe sure. see a photo of Luna somewhere on the internet. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so on um, social, you can follow us at uh, our handle is streetdog.ca. Same on Facebook. Um, and our website is www.streetdog.ca. Uh, and Luna and myself do pop up from time to time on the feed. We do reels uh, quite often now together, uh, along with Danielle, who is um, the general manager who just got a, her own puppy. Um, so we do some really cute and quirky uh, reels and videos together. So you absolutely Ooh. can 
take a look at her over yeah. there. <laughs> I can't wait to watch your reels. I'm always looking for reels inspiration. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's she's not a fan. Um, she spent 11 years, obviously, with mom behind a camera. Um, she's ready to rock when that uh, camera's on, um, but she's really not a fan of of you know being recorded. But she makes do, and she's um, a professional. She tolerates it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Stephanie, it was so wonderful having you on here and learning all about um, what you do at Street Dog and the importance of, you know, tying into the emotional connection with our pet brands and, of course, learning about Luna. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. And, um, yeah, I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Thank you. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or Join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.